0: Hi, this is Debbie Taylor Williams. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so glad you're here and pray the Lord will speak to you through this message this is our message. It's what Peter proclaimed in Acts 2. Do you remember? He said by t- predetermined, he was nailed to the cross, he was raised, he at God's right hand, and the day of the Lord will come. You remember that from last week. And now in Acts 3, he is going to do the same thing. Peter has a baptism of the Holy Spirit on him. And he has a message that God, Jesus Christ, wants him to speak forward. And he is not backing down from this message. In verses 18, 24 through 26, he's going to say he was prophesied. Moses, Samuel, Abraham announced him. In 15, he's going to say, you put him to death. In verse 15, he's going to say, but God raised him. 21, heaven received him. In verse 20, he says he's sending him back and he is Jesus the Christ. This is our message. Now, Jesus' message also, as we put all of this together in Acts 1-8, begin with, and read this with me, you, and I want you to emphasize that word you, you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Girlfriends, this is important. That is our message. Read it with me. Jesus Christ prophesied, crucified, risen, ascended, returning Lord. That is our message. And we are going to see in verses 1 through 2 how Peter showed up. In verses 2 through 4, how Peter looked up. In verses 5 through 10, how Peter raised up the lame man. And for, uh, our fourth point, in verses 11 through 26, how Peter spoke up. Let's begin with the reading of the word, Acts 3, 1 and 2. And Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. And that we can read it. And that it speaks. It is your voice. Teach us. In Jesus name, amen. Acts three, one through two. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. Peter showed up, he was going up. And friends, anytime you go to church, you go to a time of prayer, you are leaving this earth in a sense, you are making a choice to go up spiritually, to even go up mentally, to go up emotionally. And Peter was going up and he was going up as a good Jew because he's still Jew. He was going up at a scheduled time of prayer. Do you have times in your day that are scheduled to pray? Do you purposely have a time to go up to the Lord when you first wake up in the morning? You are here scheduled to come up to the church and study, this is so good. This is so good, this is what we are doing because we want to be like Peter. Peter was in the right place at the right time for God to what? Use him use him, and so we see Peter showed up to pray. Prayer is when heaven and earth meet. I don't know who first said that, but when heaven and earth meet, and I love that, God and you draw close to one another. Heaven, God, you, you draw close to each other. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Oh, what a precious thing. In prayer, we worship the Lord and we repent of anything that is not of him. That is why I have down at the very bottom in your footnotes 365 days of praise, because if you're not getting it every morning, I send out a character trait of God. And so when you look at who he is and then you reflect on who you are, we should repent of anything. He is that we are not anything. And so this is a a help to you if you want to subscribe to get that 365 days of praise, it's free and it just gets delivered to you and it's very short. We ask him to fill us and to use us. And so our takeaway is that we can show up in prayer. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit to serve Christ's purposes. And that's the question then, are you being in the right place at the right time, led by the Spirit so God can use you? We had uh, somebody in our leaders meeting this morning say that because of what she is studying, it has quickened in her heart when she is in a certain situation. And so the Holy Spirit is raising her awareness. Mine too. Mine too, I'm not ever going to bring to you something that that God is not already working in me. And so as I I continue to pray, Lord, use me. Lord, open my eyes to see people. Lord, do this. I prayed that Saturday on the way to our grandson's football games. And we never know what our day may hold. I had a few errands and one of my errands was to return some uh, paper that I was gonna put underneath the sink. And it it wasn't the right one and so I stopped by Dollar General to return it. It was gonna be a quick in, quick out errand before I went on to do something else after the football game. And as I was there with this man in front of me who didn't know how to do returns and normally my myself, who's kind of always moving forward at a fast pace, would have been a little uptight and anxious, but instead I heard a lady behind me crying out loud. Now, we've seen sad people at the store, right? But have you ever heard anybody just out loud crying behind you, a lady? And so I kind of glanced to see if what was happening was really she was crying. And she was. And he was talking to me. And I looked back and I just very quickly said, are you okay? And she nodded yes. And I I said, can I help you? And she was no. And she had her puppy and she had some Gatorade and some chips and he was talking to me again. And finally I turned around and I looked at her and I just said, can I, can I pray for you? And she just barely nodded and I just, Lord, please provide for this woman. May your presence be with her and open a door. And That's all I was able to do. She had said there was nothing I could do for her, but she received a prayer and I've continued to pray for her. I'm not giving you her name, but I've continued to pray for her. God knew he wanted me there that day to pray for her. Always just ask God to fill you, to use you because that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to minister. And that leads us to our second point that we see here in verses two through four. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, They used to sit down, they used to sit down every day, put him down at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began to receive alms. But Peter, remember how that very first week I told you how many times in the Bible we're going to see, but Peter, but Peter, and let that be true of you. Heaven and earth are watching, heaven is watching, and let it be you are on your way busily through the day. But, Kelly, but, Dale, but, let it be you, where it's a but, you stopped, you looked up. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. This man is used to looking at feet. This man is used to looking at things probably about half-calf down, right? Because that's where he saw unless he saw a hand reach in to give a call. He, he didn't see people this. And, and so Peter says, look, look, look. And so we see how important that Peter stopped what he was doing. He had an agenda, get to the temple for the hour of prayer. I would like to encourage you to look up because Matthew nine thirty six, Jesus said, and seeing the people, he had eyes of compassion. He felt compassion for them because they were distressed is our society distressed? Yes. And dispirited. That's what Jesus said. He saw them. They were distressed and they were dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Look around wherever you are going, look around and then don't hesitate if God wants to use you to look up. And so we say Peter looked up the Holy Spirit prompts spirit filled believers. To see others as he does with compassion and to respond with Christ's words and actions. And so your takeaway is we can look up. You can look up and respond to the spirit stirring. The third thing that we see is in verses 5 through 10. And I'm going, I'm talking fast because there are a lot of verses in here for us to cover, right? In 5 through 10, he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus. Christ the Nazarene walk and seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk and he entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement, we will keep seeing these words. And we see here how Peter is going to go on and he's going to explain it was Jesus's piety and power, not his that healed the man. This is very important. I don't know if you do this, but years ago, and the reason that I have the 365 days of praise is because years ago when when I was going through a downtime and very discouraged and the Lord just said, Debbie, look up, look at who I am. And he began to show me that he he, he has a facet, a character trait, a beauty of him, something that could meet any possible need that I might have in that moment. And so I began circling in my Bible and I began writing down Every attribute of God, did you see all the attributes? Mine are circled in purple. I use purple for royalty. He is the King of Kings, and He is so much more. But look, because Jesus, because Peter was so familiar with Jesus, he was able to just go on and on and on through the rest of this. Chapter and say he is Jesus the Nazarene is Jesus which in the Hebrew is Joshua Jehovah saves he is the healer and now please pay attention Peter is going to use and voice references to Jesus that they knew from Old Testament scriptures He is Christ the Messiah, he is glorified one, he is God's servant, he is holy and righteous. Jesus is the prince of life, or your version may say author of life, the suffering servant, Christ appointed, appointed for you and anointed, say those with me, appointed and anointed. Messiah, the prophet, there were lots of prophets, but he was with a capital T, the prophet, and the seed of blessing. Oh, I wish we had the whole 30 minutes that we could talk about how back in Genesis that, that God said that the seed of the woman, and women don't have the seed, the man does, the seed of the woman, it would be through a virgin birth that the seed, the eternal holy seed, and blessing would come for the salvation of our souls from sin. Oh, it's just so exciting. It's so exciting. Peter raised up the man. The name Jesus speaks of our Lord's purpose, power, piety, and character. And the more intimately familiar we are with Jesus, the more we can raise up like Peter raised up the man. He took hold of him. He seized his arm, his hand. We can seize opportunities. We can raise up conversations. We can raise up people's awareness of their needs for Jesus. We can raise up people in in prayer in the powerful name of Jesus. The more intimately and familiar we are, the Holy Spirit can quicken our minds to prompt and say something to raise up conversations about Jesus to speak of him. Now, our fourth point is that it's in Acts 3, 19 through 21. And I didn't, I'll go back over some of these other verses that I'm skipping right now, but I wanna go ahead and skip to 19 and 21. Peter spoke up. And he said, therefore, repent and return. And this word return, yours may say something different, but my version says return, and it means come back with a different verdict than when you were yelling, give us, Barabbas. You rethink what I'm saying to you about who Jesus is and repent, and you come back with a different verdict. On him there would have had to have been a hush in the crowd if you're familiar with all of these passages but Peter spoke up he spoke up this fisher of men do you remember how Jesus told him he was going to be a fisher of men he is now going to use this lame man's healing as bait for them to listen so he can reel them in to heaven and you'll find out next week how many were saved as a result of this. This Fisher man said Jesus is the say it with me. Prophesied, crucified, ascended, risen, returning lord. Peter spoke up in verses 13 through 18. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him, but you disowned him, the holy and righteous one, and asked for a murder to be granted to you and put to death the Prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are all witnesses. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is in the name of Jesus, which is strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes from him, through him, has given him the perfect health in the presence of you all. And now brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your rulers did also. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets that the Christ would suffer has thus been fulfilled. This is that, this is that, this is that. This is Isaiah 53, the suffering servant. Peter is putting the pieces together for them in their minds using scripture. You will put the pieces together in an unsaved neighbor friend by using the scriptures. This is what God uses. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, our lifestyle needs to demonstrate it, but we also need to open our mouths and explain it. Peter spoke up, repent and return so your sins are wiped away. Friends, if, if I had a board up here with all your sins written on it, Wouldn't you love for me to get an eraser and just wipe them all away? It could be outbursts of anger, it could be affair, it could be drunkenness, it could be abusing your child, whatever it might be. But what if they were just all up there, getting ready to be carried into the presence of God for him to judge you? And instead, I said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me get Carol's board here and wipe it off. Now, take that, take that board into Jesus' presence. This is what Jesus does. And he says, and that he may send Jesus. But what are you talking about? Jesus has already come. Jesus was crucified. Christ is returning. And this is what Peter is saying. Get those sins wiped away because he's coming back. Peter spoke up. He said, until the period of restoration of all things God spoke about from ancient time. There is a period in God's epics of eternity that are ancient, and there are time that we're living in right now that are last days. And there is going to be another epic, another time that the Bible talks about that is the millennial kingdom. And this is going to be the answer, remember in Acts 1, when verse six, the disciples said when they had come together, they were asking him saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom restoration? is that at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel. And that's when he said, it's not for you to know the epics or the times that the father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power. You will go ahead and receive the kingdom in your heart and your temple. But now in acts 321, Peter is addressing this restoration of the kingdom on earth. And he's telling them it will come. In verses three we've already mentioned this. He said, give heed to everything he says. He says in verses 22 and 23, Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your brethren. To him, you shall give heed to everything he says to you. And it will be that every soul, your body's gonna go in the ground, but your soul is gonna keep going. Every soul that does not heed, that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announced these days. So he goes on and he says, every soul who does not hear, who does not heed will be destroyed. Peter is giving prophecy Fulfilled and prophecy yet to be fulfilled. Are we getting this? It's very important because that needs to be our message. We need to tell people what Jesus has done, but we need to also give them the heads up. He's coming back. We need to be declarers of what is ahead for people's souls. That is why you and I are here. It's not just to study for our own edification. It's for us to study so that then we will be his witnesses. Like he says, you will be my witnesses. I'm so proud of you for being here. But Revelation 20, through 15 talks about the great white throne judgment. It's happening. The lake of fire is a reality. Revelation 20:15. Peter spoke up. He explained personal accountability to Jesus. You delivered and disowned. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murder to be released. You put to death, the Prince of life, you acted in ignorance. And I want to speak for a moment just about this because I know there can be some, well, they didn't do it in ignorance. And when Jesus said from the cross, father, forgive them. They know not what they do. I thought, well, they know what they're doing. They're hammering nails in his hands. Have you ever had that reaction? Of, it, they weren't ignorant. They knew what they were doing. They had seen his miracles. We, too, act in ignorance. We sin in ignorance. We sin unintentionally at times. And and it was raised, well, how do we sin unintentionally? I sin unintentionally so often. I I respond to somebody more curtly than I need to. Uh, if you worry about what's going to be up the road, you're, you're not intending to just cross your arms and sin. But Jesus said, do not worry. Every day has enough troubles of its own. If you live in fear, are you, you're unintentionally sinning because he says fear not, doesn't he? So we have unintentionally, we do unintentionally sin as well as times we intentionally sin. And so the blood of Christ covers all of it, the intentional, And the unintentional sins. Could I have a praise God? Praise God. But he says this return and repent. And then he says, God sent Jesus to bless you. Bless you by turning you away from your wicked ways. And so we see Peter spoke up. And we see that we can speak up. We can explain that Jesus is, say it with me. Prophesied. Crucified risen, ascended, returning, Lord, amen. We can tell people about Jesus' purpose, his power. We can explain the need to repent and return to Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. We can speak up. Look at your neighbor and say, you can start speaking up more. Tell her, tell her. Okay, now I want you to sit by that same person next week and I want you to ask them who they spoke up to. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah, y'all aren't getting by easy. This is not a come and breeze through the study. I want to see some action. Okay, let's talk about that lame man. We see that faith in the name of Jesus changed his life. He went from being lame to leaping. He went from being outside the beautiful gate that went into the temple, to entering. And friends, that's why we need to speak up. We want to see people who are spiritually lame leap. We want to see people who are outside of heaven enter into God's presence. He went from begging people to praising God. He went from being the object of pity to being the object of God's glory. How many of you know somebody whose life has been transformed and they used to be this and now they are this? Oh yes, yes, this is why God wants to use us. I want to talk for a moment about sickness. The scripture says that some sickness is due to sin. We know that some sickness God permits in order to increase and demonstrate our faith in spite of evil opposition, like happened with Job. Some sickness we know does not take, the healing doesn't take place until heaven. But there is sickness or whatever adversity that is going on in our lives that God can use by healing and changing. But John 9, 3, when Jesus was asked if a person's sickness or lameness was due to his parents' sin, he said, this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. We're all broken, right? Oh, let me ask again. We're all broken, right? We're all broken. We're all broken. Kintsugi is the Japanese art of taking broken pottery and instead of trying to put it back together on the inside and make it look all okay, instead it mixes powdered gold with lacquer. You're seeing an example in this clay pot here of kintsugi. And kintsugi, instead of trying to hide the repair work, uses it as an object of the display of what something can become. It becomes part of the story. Friends, we are all broken. We all have some bad stuff in our past. We all have some stuff that we wish we hadn't done or wish hadn't happened to us or whatever it may be. But let, let Jesus put together your life, your broken story. Let your body, your temple, your person that we are described sometimes in the Bible as jars of clay that house the Holy Spirit. Let your story be for God's glory. Brokenness, but touched by the Spirit and the power of God becoming a thing of beauty. The Spirit is moving. Are you a part The Spirit of God is moving on earth today, just like the Spirit moved over the surface of the deep in Genesis 1. The Spirit of God is moving. Are you showing up? Are you looking up? Are you raising up conversations and people in prayer? Are you speaking up? Say it with me. Jesus Christ is prophesied, crucified, risen, ascended, returning, Lord. Oh, and Father, it is to your praise and it is to your glory that we come and we offer ourselves because, Father, nothing else that we have to offer would be what you would use. But you can live vibrantly inside of us. You can show off big by smearing the gold of your righteousness all over our brokenness. We can, Father, show up, look up. Father, we can raise up and speak up fire us up, Lord, to do just that in your name. And for your glory, Jesus, we pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To learn more about how to grow in Christ or to be saved, visit www.debbietaylorwilliams.com. Connect with me on Instagram at Debbie Taylor Williams. God bless you.